0: Welcome back to Longitude Soundbites, where we bring innovative insights from around the world directly to you. Prepare to launch into our second space series of Longitudes of Imagination with key players of the NASA Gateway Program. I'm Jaina Kim, Longitude Fellow and Law Student at the University of Ottawa. Today's innovative insights are truly brought to you from across the globe, right from an English castle from the 15th century. Technically, in the eyes of the law, that makes me an alien in the United Kingdom, but that just means that I'm not a citizen of the country, definitely not E.T. or from outer space. Alongside Longitude Fellows Jade McAdams, Quinn Smith, and Tony Zhou, we were thrilled to interview John Alanson, Julia Badger, Sean Fuller, and Emma Lanehart from the NASA Gateway program. Are you ready for a sneak peek of the upcoming episodes? Julia and Quint start with a great introduction to Gateway.
1: Could you summarize the Gateway project in a few sentences for the late audience?
2: Gateway is going to be a space station that will be in orbit around the moon. It's meant to be Uh, if you will, a gateway to further human exploration, both sustained human operations on the moon's surface, as well as future exploration of
0: Mars. Half a billion people watched the first moon landing in 1969. The world population has doubled since then, and I can't imagine how many of us will be tuning in for the first Mars landing in the future. The Gateway Program is also a vital component of NASA's Artemis campaign. Emma reveals an artistic connection between Artemis and a blast from NASA's past.
3: The Artemis uh, campaign is an initiative of NASA to return to the moon, to land the first woman and the first person of color on the moon, and also to establish all of the capabilities that we need to explore the moon and set us up for further exploration beyond. Artemis is, in Greek mythology, the twin sister of Apollo, so it seemed a uh, very poetic and, and great name for our return to the moon in this generation.
0: Thousands of people worked together behind the scenes of Apollo 11 to land the first man on the moon, and NASA has only continued to accomplish numerous achievements since. Sean was the operations lead for Expedition One, which sent an international team of three to successfully work and live aboard the International Space Station for the very first time. Sean and Tony discuss the transferability of experience from one project to another, and the balance of applying just the right amount.
4: So, from your long tenure with NASA, um, and you are a part of, I, I believe, the Expedition One. What 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 are some lessons that you've learned just from starting right immediately? You know, having graduated college till working now, and the input that you give in each new project?
1: Yeah, it's, you know, with each new project that I say bring your history and knowledge base for it, but don't let that pollute the future as well in looking at it. And so you've got a great background, a great knowledge from it, but you can apply the new lessons and the new ways into a future project. So myself personally, kind of as you go through it, each time you, you, you get new opportunities, you certainly don't forget the past, you build upon the past, and I also tell folks, if you're going to change something, it behooves you to know why you're going to change. Change for the sake of change is not necessarily a good thing, but but learn from the past, learn from the histories. And if there's a better way to, to go try to address something, certainly do that. And, and I've had a lot of those opportunities, for, for better or worse, over the years because of my, my continued uh, involvement in different aspects of the international partnership.
0: The spirit of collaboration, particularly international cooperation, can be found right in American law. The National Aeronautics and Space Act is the U.S. federal statute that created the National Aeronautics and Space Administration, which we all know as NASA. Paraphrasing Section 404 of the National Aeronautics and Space Act, the administration shall make every effort to enlist the support and cooperation of other countries and international organizations. But Emma shares a personal example of how collaborative effort is rooted even simply within the different divisions at NASA.
3: When I was at NASA headquarters, I had felt this whole time that I, I could contribute to the mission. But... You know, when I introduce myself to people, I often say, yes, hi, I'm Emma. I work at NASA, but I'm not an astronaut. I'm not a rocket scientist. I'm not an engineer. You know, I I was doing some work implementing a law at, uh, at NASA, which wasn't the sexiest or most fun thing to do. And our associate administrator at the time, and I actually presented that work to the White House. He pulled out of his pocket a slide that I had prepared for him with the results of the analysis. And I looked over at him in the meeting and he had handwritten notes all over it, which were very apparently written over uh, multiple periods of time and useful for him as a cheat sheet. That was such a cool moment for me. And I ended up talking to him about that a little bit later on. And he said, you know, Emma, you have to understand that essentially what you are doing when you are implementing policies, when you're working on budget or the PP&C work of the agency really is systems engineering in another vein.
0: It sounds like teamwork really helps space work glimmer and shine. But John and Jade talk about an addition of something more that truly makes a planet of a difference when working on any project.
5: So you work as the Halo manager. So I'd love to just hear a little bit more about what that entails and kind of like unique challenges with that position, but also like your favorite parts of that.
4: Favorite things, I got to start with just fabulous people that, that we have across the country that work on this. You pick any of the, the contractors that are supporting, the vendors that are supporting, the NASA centers where people are working, and then all the international companies providing too. It's it really I it's fabulous to be able to work with such competent, passionate people about what they do, and and that that makes me enjoy coming to work every day.
5: A common thread I've noticed because I've been I've done a few of these longitude interviews for the podcast now, and everybody who's involved in a project of you know not similar magnitude, but just something new and creative in a sense, really likes the people they're working with and values their team more than anything. So it's nice to hear that.
0: With the universe to explore beyond our comprehension, NASA's projects are definitely one of different magnitude. So it's not very surprising that there must be bumps along the journey. And Julia shares her take on problem solving with Quinn.
1: When you do approach some issues, how do you come up with a, a solution?
2: There's no one way to to go about doing that. From my standpoint, I've always thought that you know it takes it takes a team, it takes a village to to make these things happen. But you don't want to have necessarily too many cooks in the kitchen, if you will. You don't want all the hands to be on deck for every problem. Um, and so it takes a good team leader to kind of organize a work plan. Um, I'm a big fan of of tiger teams where you pick a a select group of of folks to spend some time diving deep into what that problem is and trying to figure out the ways to solve it. And then you have to implement. I think that's a, a main part for me is that no design is complete until we've tried it out. We've tested it. It doesn't have to be beautiful or perfect. To, you know, I, I like to tell my kids that it, cardboard's good enough for, you, know, you may have a grand plane and you want us to like cut all this wood and plastic and <laughs> screw it together. But you can't show me how to cardboard first. It's it's not uh, it's not going to fly. So that's that's one of the things we do, even from a software perspective, is that we don't have to do it perfectly, but let's get it in there and, 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 and test it out. Um, And after that, then I think you
0: can really start solving that problem and and getting it done the right way. The Gateway Program truly embodies limitless human potential when we come together. Something that began as a simple dream of identifying the shining light in the night sky to the first moon landing and now a return mission back. Human curiosity fuels future space exploration.
1: One of the great things that I do see in, in Gateway and in this partnership and, and, and with uh, uh, even within NASA is you come across a challenge, a block, if you will. But you open it up and the team comes in and, and attacks it. And before you know it, you've got a great solution. And next thing you know, it was that was just a small speed bump in the road. It wasn't a block along the way. I've seen a, a lot of interest grow around the world. In, in potential new partners on the future. And that's always good to see because that, that again, it shows not only our initial partnership, but it's expanding it to more the, the, the overall fever, uh, if you will, around the globe of doing this, of doing uh, the expansion and humans returning to the moon, being a part of that as not we as, as one nation, but we as a humanity expand uh, to the moon. But, but also, like I've said, you know, many different nations certainly have their sights on how can we work this together, uh, expand beyond the moon and get to Mars. No, you're,
4: you're absolutely right. I mean, there there definitely is a very human element to this, that that's really incredible. And I think that's part of why, I guess, space is such an such a interesting field for everyone because it's not only advancing tech, but, you know, we're talking about a lot of different Sort of issues of humanity, how we can like unite
1: as one in in a way and not be in conflict with with one another. You know, it it's going to give us a lot of great opportunities. And out there now, I think it really tells you, you know, that the hu- humans have a curiosity. What's beyond the next hill? What's beyond that next mountain? That was part yep. of our exploration in the U.S. and discovering the new lands to the west. And, and we're doing it now, but it's not on Earth. It, it's above Earth, and it's going farther. It's- It's going to go out to Mars and really expanding that human knowledge. And as you said, it really bringing folks together uh, for that. And and that's what's so key.
0: So what now? I'm glad I wasn't the only one left curious about the future of space travel. Jade asks John.
5: What do you foresee as being the direction and like forward progress that we can make after Gateway, after Artemis? What is like your next vision for space exploration
4: gateway is a way for us to to advance technologies and to learn how to operate as i was describing earlier out in cislunar space but it serves as that blueprint for future exploration so if you're going to go to mars you're going to think about what orbiting station do i need to have that that i can then from there gain access to the surface right those are opportunities then for you to think about and everything you've learned here on Gateway and and how then from Gateway you've had the human landing system and been able to go down to the surface and what the crews have learned from those experiences, Right, you can take those lessons and you continue to advance that blueprint every step of the way. So Mars is then that next piece and then beyond from there. But it's all about you're creating a blueprint that you're able to replicate and advance.
0: NASA's space odyssey from the earth to the moon and eventually Mars serve as a great reminder of human collaboration and accomplishment. Definitely something to be celebrated. And this brings us to the end of our intro episode. You can follow Longitude on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn to make sure you don't miss our next series with the Gateway team, filled with their wisdom, experience, and stories. You can also visit our website at longitude.site for more information and content.